Welcome to Masala PTI with your hosts, Ravi and Arvind. Pardon these Indians as they take you on a unique and wild ride around the world of sports. Welcome to another uh, NFL edition of Masala PTI Boys and Girls. This is your host, Aravind. I'm here with Ravi. Uh, Ravi, how are you enjoying the uh, season so far? Week two is in the books. Week three has actually started. That's right. And it's been a fun season so far. The, the start of the season has seen many teams that we expected not to be good, including our own Cardinals, to be actually looking uh, you know, better than expected. And on the other hand, uh, some of the teams that we thought were going to carry on their tradition of success, we have seen them struggle a bit. So it's been fun. As always, it's always good to have football back in our lives. Yeah, definitely. I, I, yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. However, Ravi, I thought after some amazing couple of weeks, I felt like yesterday's uh, Thursday night game was a pretty bad advertisement for NFL. I felt like... I almost went to CNN after uh, many <laughs> many months. You know, CNN is not the same with uh, without you know who, but uh, with the new president and all that. But uh, yesterday, I felt like if there was another NBA game on another channel, I I uh, I would have probably gone there. What did you think about you know Carolina versus Houston with a backup uh, quarterback in Houston, uh, David Mills, the Stanford kid? What what what? what what do you think about these Thursday night games in general? That's been bothering me for years. I'm not a big fan, I'll tell you. Uh, they yeah. upgraded the schedule a little bit last couple of years. But the Thursday night game has been a huge hit or miss for me. Totally agree with you. And I think a big part of it is because of the matchup. It feels like you know when they draw out the schedule, and I know it's not made this way, but it feels like they literally have what Bill Simmons call, calls the poop factor, right? I mean, basically <laughs> the worst games of the week and they just pick one of those and put those on Thursday night, you know, Thursday right. night football. And yesterday was a perfect or imper- imperfect example of that. But that, besides that, the other part that bothers me about Thursday night is I don't know if it is statistically proven, but I don't know why instinctively I feel that we have seen injuries to major players happening a lot more in these Thursday games. And you, if, if at all that premise is correct, then you can kind of logically assess why that's the case. Like, right, I mean, working mm-hmm. backwards that if they finish a game on a Saturday, uh, you kind of always have that one day of a body clock to recuperate from Sunday and then you begin slowly getting into the groove for the following week and in the case of Thursday it feels like all of a sudden they are you know they have to be ready to play a game so exactly and groins and all of these type of injuries uh, seem like almost a byproduct of there being a Thursday night game exactly I feel like there was a lot more uh, you know discussion around that early in the Thursday night uh, you know era where I don't know it's been many years now but looks like we everybody has accepted it as a fact of life and nobody talks about it anymore, Ravi. And, and that Christian McCaffrey injury was really uh, sad for him because it looks, it almost feels like an amazing career is kind of wilting away in front of our eyes. Especially True. as a CMC owner from last year. Uh, it's just, you know, 
he's just such a game changer for fantasy when he plays right and it's, but then yeah. he just can't play and it's so sad and there is also this discussion about how if he is finally a damaged goods and he can't stay on the field anymore that may be it for big money uh, running back contracts it's already uh, a novel like a disappearing concept it may be gone if cmc is done at like 25 or 26 after signing that huge contract yeah and you know for the sake of and i only am being <laughs> half joking here but i genuinely feel that for the sake of what you just said which is to not further precipitate this lack of importance being given to running backs i sincerely hope mm-hmm. that for the next 3 or 4 or 5 weeks that cmc is out i sincerely hope that you know chuba hubbard doesn't go in and start racking up you know 100 yard games every week because if he does and by the way he should for his own sake but right. if he does yeah i don't want the narrative to continue that hey running backs are expendable and therefore cmc mm-hmm. is no different from hubbard or freeman or whatever because to me he genuinely represents one of those maybe what top 5 7 players in football who makes it a spectacle when he's on the field irrespective of whether you support the panthers or not exactly that would be a tragedy for us to see him go out the same way as we have seen like gurley and levion bell and all of them in recent years and i do feel he's a much much you know he he's a bigger deal than any of them exactly absolutely and you know like you said shubha about may have great games and i hope he does like you said for his own sake but yesterday ravi at least in the middle of the game when he was thrust into the limelight you could clearly see the difference right i don't know if you saw the game yes there was in the goal line not goal line in the red zone there was like a second and something or third and 10 and uh, there was a pass play to the running back he dropped it which felt like yes. okay it cmc there he catches it and then there was a fourth and one in the same possession like same drive uh, and you were stuffed at the line again i felt like cmc punches it through right exactly so this guy is one of the few to your point about them all being replaceable cmc seems like the one guy even for an untrained eye like me i mean i'm not a coach or anything even for me i could see the difference and it would be sad to lose that kind of talent Uh, agreed agreed yeah. uh, agreed totally and uh, uh, i think yeah from a fantasy point of view it always sucks right when your consensus number one pick kind of goes out because it, it it then everything that is that is the biggest advantage for the team or the owner that gets the number one pick becomes the biggest disadvantage because that person essentially is now playing with no first round picks at all or no first round and practically no second round pick because their second round pick is basically the you know the last pick of that round exactly cool that's a great discussion i just wanted to quick hit on a few uh, way too early <laughs> to uh, talk about topics but it's good that we spoke about some uh, you know philosophical stuff to begin this part um let's jump into couple of topics which like i said uh, it's probably the timing is not right but what the hell let's get started right let's where do, do you, where do you stand after two weeks on a couple of things ravi uh, you got tell me who is going to win the nfc west and why i mean nfc west is obviously as west coast guys is one of the key uh, divisions for both you and me but more than that let's be 
you know, fair, it's probably the most interesting, most competitive division in all of football, right? I don't think there is even an argument around that. So I want to talk about who's going to win it and why. Uh, that's a fascinating story, at least in my mind. And also, after two weeks, who is the early uh, uh, MVP, uh, uh, you know, uh, favorite? I'm asking this because there's a couple of names which you and I have some vested interest in promoting, obviously. Yeah. Yes. But <laughs> those two things, I think, is something I want to hit on uh, before we go further. So let's start with the... Well, take it either way you want. Why don't you start either and, of those topics? And, and I can, I can, uh, I can start Arun because my answers for both those questions kind of uh, end at the same gate. So <laughs> don't being a, don't be a homer on me. <laughs> well, see, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, my litmus test for kind of where I need to draw in my homer card is if all else looks the same. Uh, you know, if, if there was a significant difference uh, between, say, the teams in the NFC West, then I would have gone in in a very agnostic, objective manner. But honestly, Arvind, two weeks in, there is uh-huh. nothing that tells me that the Cardinals have any less of a chance than especially the Seahawks or the 49ers from winning the division. Because the 49ers with their injuries and the Seahawks, who candidly have done this in the last few years, where they've lost winnable games against weaker opponents like they did uh, last week against Tennessee. So mm-hmm. to me, I've seen chinks in their armor that, you know, we assumed before the season they had covered up. The 49ers, I think, purely as a, as a, as a, a because of Shanahan's ego and B, because of the injuries, it feels like they have some vulnerability. The Rams have been the Rams. So to me, there is nothing that in two weeks has told me the Cardinals are any weaker than the Rams. So I am at that is the point where I say when there is little to choose, might as well be a homer. So I am actually <laughs> calling it the cards to win the win the West. And you know, as a derivative of that, if they do, why wouldn't Kyler be the MVP? Absolutely. I think I think uh, I am more on board with you on the Kyler MVP hype, right? It's right now it's Kyler or Tom Brady. Yes. Brady given his age and uh you know uh, he doesn't r- rush enough and who knows how, how long he's going to be throwing four touchdown passes every game. Right? We'll see. So I would give a slight edge to Kyler Murray on that. But I would like to push back on uh, the, who wins the uh, NFC West. I, I think they are all pretty close. That's what makes this question really fascinating. Sure, sure. Weren't you concerned about the Vikings game? I felt like uh, they dodged one there, number one. Number two, why was Kirk Cousins running up and down the field on them like that? That was a little bit disappointing to me after the Tennessee game in week one. I felt much better after week one than week two, to be honest with you. Though Kyler was just fantastic in both. Yeah, um, yeah, and you raise a very fair point. But Arvind, then that's where I was kind of uh, alluding to the fact that your point is very valid. But that's something which I kind of had a question mark even before the season started, which is their defense is probably among the weak or the weakest among the four teams mm-hmm. but and so and that has so in a way that part has been proven right but what has been slightly eye opening is that we've seen San Fran give up 27 points to the Detroit Lions in 3 minutes literally speaking in week 1 uh, and then barely score 20 against the Philadelphia Eagles in week 2 and then Seattle giving up whatever 33 or 34 to Tennessee in week 2 so to me it is around 
what has been less than stellar about the other teams in the division that makes me think somewhat more positive about the cards and again i'm not disagreeing mm-hmm. with your points around the cards defense being i think slightly overblown after week 1 uh, but at the same time it is you know two and o is two and o so i'm going with right that. right so the the ch- challenge there is obviously rams are getting a lot of hype and i'm sure you all listen to some of the bill simmons podcast too and here's some interesting thoughts on the niners right because niners do seem like a much more balanced team at this point than any of these uh, uh, competitors again it's too early just two games clearly they have the worst quarterback in division and probably the weakest offense right so in this day and age that itself should be enough to eliminate them mm-hmm. but like you said they are already 2 and 0 and they have won both games on the road which kind of embellishes this resume but more than that it feels like they probably have much more of a balance like they have a defense which is reliable and so on and so forth so it's going to be a fascinating division i think but uh, i do think cardinals have as much as a chance as anybody else but the dark horse it's it's i, I don't think there's any dark horse in this division but actually I agree with Simmons that it might be the Niners because they just just seem to just do barely enough to win but they can do barely enough on every aspect of the game you know what i mean yeah like there is right. no one glaring weakness nor there is one amazing strength you don't look at a Jimmy Garoppolo like you do at Kyler and say wow he did those amazing things you're never going to do that with Jimmy but he does seem to just make it for them right Same thing, with, same thing with every aspect of their team. It's a fascinating contrast to how the other three teams look in the division. Agreed, agreed, Arvind. Then, by you know, while while speaking of Bill Simmons and somewhat related to this topic that we are discussing, I was reminded also of why I also feel cards are going to, uh, you know, do better than we expected. And it is taking, uh, you know, it is utilizing one of Bill Simmons's favorite theories, which is the Ewing theory. And I see two <laughs> two Ewing theory. Uh, you know components with the cards uh, Fitzgerald and Patrick Peterson one on offense one on defense it feels like what the cards were trying to do with Larry Fitzgerald the last couple of seasons is basically what is now being accommodated with uh, Rondell Moore or Christian Kirk and it is proving better mm-hmm. and similarly mm-hmm. not having that you know that that noose around your neck that you have this perennial all pro cornerback in Patrick Peterson so you kind of leave one side of the field for him and candidly in the last year or two he was a weakness he was a liability on the field and compared to that i don't even know who has replaced him or what our defensive Uh, you know back end looks like from a cornerback and safety i mean safety i know buda baker but other than that but for what it's worth it feels like you know other than that one blown coverage to kj osborne it seems like early part of the season we are doing fairly okay there so maybe ewing theory in effect as well for cards <laughs> that's a good point i uh, unfortunately i had the same thought on offense with larry fitzgerald actually the, these receivers are a little bit more younger and more like you know you can spread the ball around you you don't feel tied up with this one spot and having to throw to a legend i that part i agree yes. now m- moving up. so net net i think we both like kyler for mvp and uh, uh cardinals I have a shot for the division you like them outright i am a little bit split among literally all four teams but if 
I might give a slight edge to Cardinals and the Niners, actually. Um, okay. Next question. What has been uh, one pleasant surprise and one unpleasant surprise in the short, uh, young NFL season so far? Um, yeah, so, and I'll be uh, quick on this, Arvind. So, to me, the biggest and or rather the most pleasant surprise has been the raiders doing well i mean they mm. were like i think they were lucky to win that game against the ravens but it seemed like they were quite dominating against the steelers so to me the fact that the raiders are 2 and 0 oh, and these is early days but for what it's worth at least for the time being it feels like good things are happening with that franchise i just feel whether it was in oakland or now in vegas they've been like a laughing stock for too long now and everything from ownership down to management, down to coach and players, they've always been kind of a source for trolling. So it finally feels good <laughs> that they have, you know, something good on the field and something that is resulting in wins. So the Raiders being kind of 2-0 and and being talked about as hopefully a contender is, in my mind, a pleasant surprise. Cool. Anything... Uh... On the unpleasant side? Yeah, so on the unpleasant side, again, nothing on the field except the one thing that has started to irritate me a lot. And this is slightly ironical given how much of a fantasy football freak I am and you are. But I just feel that since the advent of uh, uh, literally the explosion of social media in the last couple of years, I feel now there are so many fantasy football quote-unquote analysts and you know, (laughs) quote-unquote experts who jump at an exploitative pace to have to have a point of opinion. And that has become really, I feel, very irritating and nauseating. And I'll give you an example. Yesterday, I know that in our uh, friends' WhatsApp group, we were just discussing as to whether McCaffrey, why hasn't he shown up in the second quarter? Is he injured? And Mm -hmm. I happened to go to Twitter and the first thing I see is, and I'm forgetting the name of the quote-unquote analyst, but the first thing I see is pick up Chuba Hubbard uh, or he should be, you know, 50% of your fab next week. And I'm like, you know, have we lost (laughs) every modicum of decency here that, you know, it didn't take like three minutes into McCaffrey being ruled out of the game that these guys have started to jump at wanting to be the first one to no, first one to the advice, quote-unquote yeah. advice that I pick. So I just feel it's all become totally devoid of morality now. Yeah, wow. That's a strong statement from a big uh, fantasy fan like you. Uh, <laughs> as for me, I think the on the pleasant surprise uh, 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 side of things, I'm going to stay in the same division. I think to me, Denver has also been a sure. surprise. Good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right? I think I had an even lesser uh, expectation for them than uh, Raiders. In the sense, Raiders have shown life on and off. I don't know what to expect from the uh, Broncos, and that's been a pleasant surprise. On the uh, negative side, I have to, you know, at the cost of repeating ourselves, Ravi, I think this whole uh, McCaffrey injury and throw in even the Delvin Cook injury has been pretty unpleasant, right? I, I hate this whole injury-prone tag, especially for really elite guys. That's and right. that that turning out true again and again, right? And I would say at least for McCaffrey, I was hoping he would, you know, he had kind of weird injuries last year, upper body and things like that. So he can come back and be a lot more reliable this year. Dalvin Cook, I was actually not that sure what to expect, but unfortunately now just two weeks in, 
uh, both of them are kind of, uh, <laughs> you know, proving that injury prone tag to be true. Same with Mustard, right? Mustard was gone after like one player, two yes. series or something like that. That's been uh, pretty unpleasant for me. Um, what else? Anything else you want to hit on in terms of uh, this young uh, NFL season or fantasy or uh, what 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 are you looking forward to this weekend, for instance? Hey, I mean, I'm actually. I'll tell you two things that I'm looking forward to. One is for both you and me to go three and zero in our league of record. So that's a. <laughs> I think that would be a first in our 26 year history in this league. So kudos to you and good luck this week. And from a more uh, you know globally relevant fantasy <laughs> topic, I'm actually interested in seeing how Trey Sermon does this week. Uh, because, you know, among all the things that we've spoken of as far as, you know, rookies or unexpected who's going to come up and shine, uh, there have been, you know, coincidentally a couple of players on the 49ers that both you and I have talked about how weird it has been that they haven't been used, Ayub being one and Sermon being the other one. So I, I'm interested in seeing how, you know, Shanahan continues to use both of them. I see a breakout coming for Sermon anytime now. So that's something I'm looking forward to seeing in week three. I'm. I, I, that's a great topic you brought up. Uh, I have a vested interest in Ayuk. I own him in a couple of leagues, but I'm actually expecting a good showing from him too because I'm hoping Rogers finally shows up against the Niners. Right? He has always yeah. had a rough time against them, and if they push, if if the Packers push Shani into actually running a more effective offense, I think you'll be forced to use his top talent, which translates to Ayu, Conserman, and all these guys, right? And that's that's what I'm expecting Sunday night because right now, Shani is just doing whatever he wants and he wants to kind of show that it's all him, right? That's the impression I get. Obviously, we are not in the locker room. We don't know what these other guys are doing and maybe Trey Sermon sucks in you know, blitz pickup, we don't know all those details. But just from a talent standpoint, you cannot just sit all your first and second round picks from the last two years on the bench. That means you are either you are not drafting well or you are just egotistical and not playing your uh, top talent. So I'm exactly hoping, right. It's either exactly. or the other, right? It can't and be either ways. It doesn't reflect well on you as a either. You're right as a, either as a talent scanner or as a as a, as a coach. <laughs> right, right. And uh, what about um, the uh, matchup of the week? Maybe we will finish with this. I am really excited for the. Uh, Tampa Bay at Rams matchup, right? Brady, Stafford, I think both of them have been fantasy relevant as well as NFL relevant this season at a very, very high level. Uh, they are playing each other. Um, it's, it's. I don't know if it's going to be an NFC championship game, but basically that's matchup I'm looking forward to. I think Tampa Bay takes it. How do you see that matchup? Yeah, I think that is definitely the number one matchup of the week. Uh, followed by, in my mind, I think Chargers at Chiefs will be Ooh, nice. Good one. Uh, because uh, the Chiefs have shown, again, uh, a little bit of uh, maybe vulnerability uh, or rather at least the tendency to keep you know games close. They lost to the Ravens last week and almost lost to the Browns the week before. And I think the Chargers are still not being seen as you know as highly as they should be i think herbert is 
great. I think Mike Williams and Keenan Allen are quite potent. So that will be a fun one to watch, irrespective of who wins. Absolutely, there's a lot of people picking the Chargers to wow. uh, okay. upset. But I love Herbert. I think that guy is the real deal. Indeed, uh, indeed. Yeah. Cool. Um, those are some quick hits. Uh, I think we'll uh, let's do a deep dive next week. Coming out of all those games, I think uh, there are some doozies uh, this weekend on on this on schedule, and we will also look at uh, where the fantasy season is going. I think week three, Ravi, is when we get a good handle on both the real NFL as well as fantasy. So I'm looking forward to that. Likewise, Arvind. So here's to you, the Cardinals, and me to go three and zero. <laughs> At the end of week three. <laughs> Let's make it happen. Good luck. <laughs> you too. <laughs>